Well, we finally made it. The draws for the men's and women's singles are here for the second Grand Slam of the season. It is riddled with amazing matches in the opening round. Both draws are, and it's going to be so exciting to review what is or what has happened this morning, what matches are to come, all here on Breakpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Val Febo. Joel Frucci is here with me for this special edition of the show. Joel, Grand Slam tennis is just around the corner, and we couldn't be more excited. Yeah, we couldn't be more excited, Val. There's been a lot of talking from us about whether... Uh, this slam would actually go ahead. And well, now that we know it is going ahead and since we've known it's going ahead, it's been uh, all about whether or not it should have an asterisk on it. And we've pretty much debunked that. But um, luckily, we're finally at the point of talking about some actual play. And uh, we've got the draw um, this morning, the main draw for the for the men's and women's uh, singles. And um, yeah, there's some pretty tasty meetings that look like uh, could happen, um, not only in the, in the first round, but also thereafter. And some nice, uh, some nice little subplots elsewhere as well. Yeah, I think so as well. And I think one of the uh, there's a couple of quarters in the women's draw, especially the bottom half of the draw, that's really exciting. And then the men's bottom half of the draw, that final quarter there, with some big, big matchups to come. And we're gonna take you all through that. And look, let, let's get started, shall we? Straight into it. And the women's draw will go with first. Mm. I think all the other draw shows that we've done, we've gone straight into the men. So let's throw it up a little bit different, Joel. And we'll go with the women's draw first with Carolina Pliskova at the top of the draw. Uh, she's the number one seed looking for her first grand slam of her career. She's taking on Annalena Kalanina, the world number 145 from Ukraine in the opening round. So not a bad draw for her. But it's there's a few really tough seeds in there. CC Ballas, a really dangerous floater. Caroline Garcia, dangerous floater, could play Pliskova in the second round. Jennifer Brady is Pliskova's third round matchup. Angelique Kerber versus Isla Tomjanovic in round one. That's a tough draw for Isla, but I reckon she can she can push Kerber if she wants to. The fast courts will help her. Um, Alison Risk yeah. also there as well. Marketa Vondrasova, Alexandra Sasnovich, a dangerous floater. Yulia Patintseva, Kristina Mladenovic, and rounding out that quarter is Petra Martic, who I did not realise was the number eight seed, Joel. That is, um, yeah. that, uh, she's just flown straight up the rankings without me knowing. So, um, well done to yeah. her. But um, this is this is an interesting draw here, and there's a few dangerous floaters. But looking at that, what stands out the most for you? Yeah, well, I think obviously, I mean, the the thing that jumps out straight away, Val, is obviously the number one seed. Um, Carolina Pliskova still, as you said, searching for that maiden Grand Slam. But um, I mean, from what we've seen from her since the restart, which admittedly is is not a lot, but what we what we did see um, a very underwhelming defeat um, in Cincinnati against Kudermetova, which um, I don't think any of us was really expecting seven five six four. So I'm not I'm not really sort of convinced about post COVID. Pliskova, um, and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, for for a long time, I don't think we've really been convinced about her either. I mean, we yep. we want her to win a slam, but just hasn't really come to fruition. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a bit that stands out here. Uh, Angie Kerber's um, in, in this quarter of the draw. Uh, Jennifer Brady as well, of course, mm-hmm. the uh, Lexington champion. Um, and then on the bottom half, we've got a couple of players that um, are you know a, a, a dangerous, but you know, I, I, I'm not sure in the in the uh, in the greater context of the event will be overly threatening. I look at a player like Alison Risk, who I think could possibly do some uh, do some damage. It's a risky um, matchup, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, very risky matchup. The Josh Campbell pun 
Yeah. Uh, Josh Campbell-esque pun there. Um, for any yep. old listeners that have been with us for a while, they'll know exactly what that means. Um, but no, look, I think um, I think that quarter of uh, of the draw, I think I'm, I'm probably going with uh, Angie Kerber and uh, and Petra Martic. To be honest, um, yeah, I think I think they're probably the two the two uh, strongest in in my in my view. Yeah, mine there. We'll get to this a little bit later, but um, Marketa Vondrasova. Oh, sorry, um, Kerber and uh, Marketa Vondrasova. I think is someone that can that can really come out and make it make a bit of a dent in this um in this draw. So I'm not. Yeah, I don't know this one. I don't think the winner is coming from this quarter. Um, it just it doesn't seem so yeah. it doesn't seem strong enough, and I don't think Pliskova has shown enough to actually show that she's going to get going to get through. And I think a Caroline Garcia in round two, should they both get there, I think that's going to prove where or show where Pliskova mm-hmm. is at and whether she can be able to really take it to the best players in the world because um, Garcia yeah. has been as high as world number six. So yeah, she and is... I actually hope I'm wrong about about Carolina as well. Yeah, though, me too. To be honest, because I, I I really wanted to win a slam. I really so do I. She's been number one. and She's too good not to. Exactly. And when, when you get to world number one and you don't win a slam, there's always that stigma and that sort of negativity around around mm. you and around your ranking. And Caroline Wozniacki lived with that pressure for nearly 10 years and she finally got there in 2018 and the monkey yeah. was off the back. Jankovic never won one. Um, and we saw a lot, we've seen a lot of players get to world number one. Halep did without winning a slam. So I think once that stigma is off the back, it's a lot easier to play. There's a lot less pressure. So fingers crossed Carolina can do well, but I don't see it happening here after. Well, look, we've only this, this seen... This is her chance, though. Yeah. This is her chance, though. And, and especially when, when we when we talk about who's not there, mm-hmm. Vardy, Andrescu, Benchich, etc. All, all those women that we know aren't playing. Simona Halep, this is her chance. Like, she's never had a better chance to win a slam. No, agree. 100% agree. Second quarter of the draw, uh, we start with Naomi Osaka versus her countrywoman, uh, Misaki Doi. That's an interesting matchup there. Camilla Georgie, dangerous floater, as is Alison Van Wietbank. First round, both unseeded. This little section of the draw here from rounds one to three has Osaka, Doi, Georgie, Van Wietbank, Marta Kostiuk, and Daria mm. Kasatkina play in the first round. And then Coco Gauff against uh, Anastasia Sevastova, former semi-finalist at the US Open, if I'm correct, that is that is an unbelievable start to that draw. Um, I'm going to double check whether Sevastova did actually get to the um to the semis. Um, and I'm pretty sure she did back a few years ago. Um, because yeah, it's it's just an it's an unbelievable. I, I honestly looking at that draw, I don't understand. I don't know who I'm really going to pick. Yep, 2018 semi-finalist at the US in two quarters before that in 16 and 17. So. Sevastova is a very dangerous player in this side of the draw, so I don't know. That, that's hard. We'll keep going. But Magda Lynette, also seated at 24. She'll take on the Aussie Madison English. Danka Kavinic against Lizette Cabrera. Aussies could face off in the second round. Not sure if it will happen, but it could. Um, Danielle Collins against Annette Conservate. That's a really good draw, the 14th seed Conservate. Yeah. It's in pretty good form. Collins, a 2019 Australia, or 2018 Australian Open semifinals, so she could definitely do some... Um, do some damage. Ribikina against Zavatska. Uh, Shelby Rogers in there as well. She's a dangerous floater. Astra Sharma against Diana Yastremska. Yastremska will be looking to put a pretty torrid 2020 behind her after the Blackface saga back a couple of months ago. Um, Rebecca Peterson, the number 32 seed, will take on dangerous floater Kirsten Flipkins. Um, 
<laughs> the flipper. Um, and then we've got Petra Kvitova against Arena Kamalia Begu uh, down the bottom of the draw there. Jessica Begula also down there as well. So there's a couple of dangerous floaters in this part of the draw as well. Um, Astra Sharma, I feel a bit sorry for her. Was hoping she'd get a better draw than Yastremska, who can play extremely good tennis on her day. Uh, Marta Kostiuk versus Dario Kazakian. I can't stop looking at the top sort of half of this quarter because that is that is just filled with talent. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very uh, good quarter, though. Um, a lot of dangerous players. Um, the one that stands out, I think, in terms of dangerous floaters, obviously we've got Coco Goff, we know all about her, her talents, but the one that is standing out a bit for me is Danielle Collins. She can mm. really do some damage um, when she gets rolling. And, of course, uh, as you said, um, for us here in Australia, some interest there with uh, Astra Sharma, Lizzie Cabrera, and also Maddie Inglis. So hopefully... Uh, those three ladies go really well. But, um, I mean, the quarterfinal that I'm hoping for here, and I'm sure you're the same, is Petra Kvitova and Naomi Osaka. I mean, <laughs> we've seen these two play a Grand Slam final before. Yep. And just, I, I tell you what, that would be a very, very bad evening to be a tennis ball because <laughs> those those two just belt the crap out of the ball. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, so I feel- I'm just really hoping that we get Osaka versus Kvitova and... Um, I think if it gets to that point, I to sort of jump the gun a bit, I think Naomi Osaka will will win the tournament. Um, but it's anyone's game, really. I, I, you know, it's you, we can't. I don't think I could sort of conclusively say um, that if that was to come to pass, Naomi Osaka would be a clear favourite because that would be so disrespectful to Petra. She is just such a tremendous player, and you know what, when we talk about sort of good good stories in, in tennis, we know that she has won slams before, but she's a player that you just want to see win more things yep. because of what's happened to her. Yeah, um, well, home invasion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's also just got such a great style of tennis. It's not really one of those things where you look at a player and say, yeah, I, I, I want her to win this event or whatever, just out of pure pity. She deserves to win things because she's just such a good tennis player. Yeah. Um, as well. So that that should be that should be a, cr- a cracking uh, a cracking quarter. Really looking forward to that one. Yep. And neither of them grunt, so that's a plus as well because <clears> there's just no, no there's no place in that. I'm sorry for all you tennis players who out there who screech at the top of their lungs, but um, no, we don't want that. But um, I, I don't have now. Well, I'm not going to jump the gun because I've got a little bit different to what you have. So we'll continue pushing on with the draw. Um, and we'll go to quarter number three. And the bottom half of this draw is pretty damn good as well. Madison Keys will start great. against Tamea Barbos. Um, some, uh, the Lauren Davis versus Elisa Cornet uh, in the first round. Both unseated. That's tough. Jung Shui, um, she's also there, the 25th seed. Donna Vekic versus Christina Pliskova in round one as well. That's interesting. Um, Garbinia Muguruza there. So Muguruza v. Keys in the fourth round. I'm really looking forward to that if that comes to fruition. Uh, Maria Sakari is there as well. She'll take on Vogel of Switzerland. Bernarda Perra unseated. Natalia Vikliansova there as well. Amanda Anasimova versus Sakari in round three. That's a good prospect. Um, Sloan Stevens versus Mihaela Buzanescu in the first round, the former champ there in 2017. But one I'm looking forward to, Stevens versus Serena. In round three, should mm. that happen. But Monica Puig could be there to play Serena in round two if Serena can get past Christy Arn in the first round, the world number 97. But you'd think Serena should have no problems there. Yeah, look, I think Serena will win that. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, I guess it, it all comes back to this question that we've been asking ourselves, though, about how far um, Serena can go. I guess my worry with her is, and I still stand by what I said um, on the pod, uh, I forget if it was earlier in our most recent show with Luke Saville or, uh, or last week when we were talking about whether she can win another slam, and I said, yes, she can. I really do believe she can, but um, you can't help but be sort of concerned about what we saw with her uh, against Maria Sakari in that third set um, in Cincinnati. She just got steamrolled by Sakari and really looked like she was struggling, cramping yep. really badly. Yeah. Um, and how humble was Sakari, just quickly, how humble was Sakari after winning that? She just said, look, there was something wrong brilliant. with her. Um, and yeah, she yeah, just brilliant. said, you know, Serena's a champion, but look, there was something wrong with her, so yeah. I'm not going to get too excited yeah. yet. And that was... I love that from Sakari. She's a really humble talent and um, yeah. I, I hope she does well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think Serena can win another slam after watching after this. I, I, I said it on that podcast. I don't think she can. And then after seeing what happened against Sakari, two hours, 48 minutes, she played um, in the second round of Cincinnati and then lo- and then losing to Sakari in another two and a half hour match. I'd, can she back up? That's the problem. Say if Puig in the second mm. round pushes her to two and a half hours, she gets an extra day off to recuperate. But can she back up? That's the that's the question. Yeah. No. Look, I, I think she can. Um, I I really like what Marie Sakari's been doing. Um, I think the biggest concern for her is the second serve. Um, she couldn't quite. Well, I mean. She didn't serve poorly against Serena. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to get to watch a lot of this match. It was a cracking match. Um, but there, she did have a couple of those ball tosses where she just had to stop and prop and reset. So, um, look, I think I think if there's a concern for Maria Sakari, it's it's the second serve. But in terms of, you know, she's looking really fit. Um, ground stroke's fantastic. Um, I think I really like her as a, as a favourite for this quarter. But that said, she's going to have to navigate um, Gabinia Muguruza, who, as we know, um, has been in some, some good form when we've seen her this year, or of course made the final of the Australian Open, fell to Sophia Kennan. I guess the worry with Garbina as well is that she had that ankle concern which kept her out of, of Cincinnati. So we haven't seen her um, mm. actually play um, since the restart. So clearly the worry with her is that, um, you know, will she be rusty? Um, that's that's the big worry for, for Garbina. And of course, the, uh, as you've already mentioned, Bell, some, um, some pretty dangerous players um, in this quarter, Madison Keys, we shouldn't discount um, no. home slam. We, we know what she can do. Big power player, Jung Shui, always dangerous. Donna Vekic, we know what she can produce. Um, and uh, Amanda Anasimova as well. We shouldn't discount her. I think she'll she'll really be um, looking to, to to do something good um, at this slam. Of course, a young player with uh, a lot of uh, potential and a lot to give. Yeah. So, look, really interesting part of the draw. But I I really like Maria Sakari here. I, I think she's been really really impressive. Yep, out of this quarter, I think she's the one that gets out. I, I, I don't think Serena's getting out of it. Um, and yeah, I reckon Sakari's looked so good in Cincinnati and to beat uh, Serena and, and to smash her 6-1 in that third set. And to, to keep her head, even though Serena is injured, there's this um, there's this aura that the big players have. And we've seen it on the men's side so much. When players get a lead against them, serve for the match, have match points, and can't finish it off, even when the player is injured. And we saw back, I think a good one is the 2014 Australian Open final. When Nadal was out injured, Vavrinka up two sets to love. Nadal somehow won that third set, and Vavrinka couldn't yeah. put him away. But Stan ended up winning that match. But Nadal just has that aura about him, and those big players do. 
and they can keep the matches going. So yeah, it's it's a, it's going to be a really interesting quarter of the draw. The final quarter of the women's draw, though, um, as we move down under Serena Williams, if I can get my there we go. Arena uh, Sabalenka up against Oshan Dodan, the number five seed Sabalenka there, and get the earplugs out, Joel. Because round two, <laughs> Arena Sabalenka versus Victoria Azarenka. I would keep the roof open for Arthur Ashe Stadium if the match is going <laughs> Mate, to be the there. Plugs. You're going to need some noise-cancelling noise uh, big old earmuffs. Yep, noise-cancelling AirPods. <laughs> I've got mine here. But um, no, it's going to be... It, that's going to be an unbelievable match. Azarenka's played really well in Cincinnati. Um, and also Taylor Townsend against Sasha Vickery. Uh, that's a good All-American first-round match there. Uh, we do love Taylor Townsend. She's a bit of a cult hero on this show. Um, Kudamatova is there as well, the number 29 seed. Carolina Muchova v. Venus uh, in round one. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if Venus wins that, so that's what I'm concerned about a a little bit for her. Um, Who else have we got here? Joe Conza against Heather Watson, all British round one. Conza is one to watch for me. Elise Mertens has played quite well in Cincinnati, as has Conza. She's the 16th seed. Um, she'll take on Laura Siegmund in round one. Uh, Kim Kleister's back against Ekaterina Alexandrova, and that I'm so excited to see what Kleister's can bring back because it was the yeah, first slam she won on her first comeback uh, back in 2010, and oh, I'm just so excited to see what she can produce. Uh, sorry, 2009 was the fir- was the first slam she won. She backed it up in 2010 as well, and then you've got uh, Ons Jabor. Uh, the 27 seed, Katarina Siniakova against uh, Kai Kanepi. Vera Zvonareva as well is also down there. Uh, and also the three of the final four in that draw, Zvonareva, then you got Fernandez from Canada, then Yanina Wickmeyer and Sophia Kennan. So that's a pretty good name. Poor Layla Fernandez. I feel very sorry for her <laughs> because I'm not sure how she's going to get out of that against a former world number two, uh, Wickmeyer, who's been in the top 20, and Kennan as well. But there's some really good matchups uh, Mertens and Kleisters could be a possible uh, third round, and that excites me greatly. Well, I'll tell you what, Val, is this, is this quarter of the draw a, a massive throwback or what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what is it? I mean, we've got Azarenka, we've got Kleisters. Um, Zwanareva. Zwanareva. I mean, I mean that, is, that is just fantastic. I mean, you'll, you'll love to see that. And, yeah. Um, obviously, we haven't seen a lot of Aussie Kim um, yet, apart from uh, really when she, she cleaned up the... Um, uh, World Team Tennis, uh, that exhibition event. She had a great run there, but haven't seen her play competitively, whereas uh, Azarenka and, and Zvonareva have seen a bit of, and they've been pretty impressive, has to be said, um, since they've come back. But, um, you know, the, the bigger names in this quarter, um, again, really exciting. Um, obviously, Joe Conta's still still uh, alive uh, at Cincinnati, funnily enough, against Victoria Azarenka. Yeah. Um, I, I like... I really like Elise Mertens uh, from this quarter. Um, she's just been playing some uh, fantastic tennis uh, and I think just generally is just a really, really uh, consistent player. Um, Sophia Kennan, I think, uh, of course, she's she's <laughs> the, the carryover champion, really. Mm. Um, yeah. Of course, won the Australian, won the Australian Open and she's the only, uh, she's the only Grand Slam winner uh, of the year. So she's got that to her name going into this. But um, look, she... You know, she was a, a little rusty against Elise Cornet um, in, in Cincinnati. Did have her moments, but it was, I guess, a little bit of a worry to see some of the, the errors that she would make. Very, uh, very uncharacteristic from her. Um, I really like Onzebro. I, I think she's been the most improved player on the WTA mm. um, this year, not only since the restart, but before that. 
um, as well from what we what we did see. Um, of course, uh, she had the uh, she has the title of uh, of ending Caroline Wozniacki's career uh, at Melbourne Park, but um, yeah, she's been very impressive, and um, I actually I, I like what she's brought um, to the court. Uh, so look, from this quarter, I, yeah, again, I I like Mertens. I think she's going to go very far. Yep, I think I think she's going to do all right as well. I don't have her getting through, but um, well, we might as well just go to our our picks here. Um, and just we've analysed the draw. Now it's time for our picks. So our quarterfinals. Um, we'll start with yours. So who you think is going to get through to the quarters? Um, actually, we'll go through your whole tournament: quarters, semis, final, and winner. Okay, so in the first quarter, my quarterfinal is Angie Kerber versus Petra Martic. Yep. And in the second quarter, I have Naomi Osaka versus Petra Kvitova. I think that's probably the most clear-cut one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the third quarter, I'm going with Gabinia Muguruza against Maria Sakari. Yep. And in the bottom quarter, quarter I'm going Joe Conta versus Elise Mertens. Semi-finals, uh, I've got Angie Kerber versus Naomi Osaka. And on the other side of the draw, I have Maria Sakari against Elise Mertens. Uh, and my final is Naomi Osaka versus Elise Mertens. And I have Naomi as my champion. Beautiful. I love how we can pick players that aren't necessarily the top seeds in the women's draw to go far and Merton's seeded 16th. And yeah. I think picking her to go through to a final, I think is a pretty clear cut. Um, I think it's clear cut to show where the where the tournament is at and how open it is. So that's very exciting. Well, Naomi, I, just, I just love her consistency. She's yeah. just got every, she seems to just have every part of her game is just, is just really solid. That's what I really like about her. Yeah, absolutely fantastic player. My quarters, I'm going to go, uh, Kerber versus Marketa Vondrasova. I reckon Vondrasova, French Open finalist last year, I think that's got to count for something. I don't think Martic will do too much. If she gets through, good on her, but I don't think she will. Um, I'm not going with Osaka v Kvitova. I reckon Coco Goff is going to okay. get her again. And Coco Goff is going to get through. Yep, she's going to go through to the quarterfinals and she's going to take on Petra Kvitova. Uh, my third quarter, Muguruza v. Maria Sakari. I think Muguruza, yeah, she'll be a bit rusty, but I think she'll get through. I think the draw's open enough for her, and she was very good to start the season. Um, and my final quarter, Johanna Konta, but Kim Kleisters. I think Kim Kleisters is going to get through to the quarterfinals. I just have a feeling she plays so well at the US Open. World Team Tennis, she was good. And I just think I've got this feeling that we're going to see a feel-good story here, and I hope we do because I love Kim. Uh, my semis, Kerber v Kvitova. I think Kerber will get past Vondrasova, and I think uh, Kvitova will get will be too good for Coco. And then I've got Muguruza v Conta after Conta's good form in Cincinnati. I'm going to have Kvitova getting through to the final just with the sheer pace of shot and the speed of the courts. And then Johanna Conta to get through there. And I've got Petra Kvitova winning her first US Open title and third Grand Slam of her career. Special Ks. Yep. <laughs> Whatever happened to regular K? <laughs> <laughs> oh god no, don't start <laughs> couple of couple of family guy references to uh, to end the women's uh, draw but let's move on joel we'll go to the men's draw and this one is very interesting in itself but the top quarter Djokovic always seems to get easy draws doesn't he it's um it's one that uh, I, I think he's um i think he's gonna look at this and go for I'm, I'm on here uh damir jumhord yeah. one of our favorite names in in tennis will play novak in round one kyle edmund could be Djokovic's second round matchup with Jan Leonard Struff, his third round opponent, and he destroyed Struff 
in the quarters of Cincinnati yesterday morning. So Carino Busta also there. Mitchell Kruger, the American, he's been pretty outspoken about the tour this season. Uh, John Isner v. Steve Johnson in round one. Uh, that could be Djokovic's fourth round opponent there in Isner. Um, Sebastian Korda against Denis Shapovalov. That's an interesting one. Both very young. Korda's got a lot of upside. Um, and Shapovalov, what a superstar he is. I can see him going pretty deep in this tournament. Uh, Gilles Simon, dangerous floater against Mohamed Safwat. Uh, I reckon Simon can do really well. He could play Taylor Fritz in the second round. Filip Kranjevic against Michal Ima of Sweden in round one. Kranjevic has done really well in Cincinnati. Should have beaten Milos Raonic yesterday. One of our best mates on the show, Mark Polmans, will take on Marcos Giron. That's so winnable for Mark. Hopefully, he can get through to his second Grand Slam second round of the season. Lloyd Harris v. Marco Cecchinato in the first round as well. And then Riley Apelka v. David Goffin. That is a really interesting match. They met at the Australian Open a few years ago in the opening round, and Goffin won that in a deep five-set thriller. So um, this is this is a really exciting draw, apart from the Djokovic matchups, which are going to be really hard, <laughs> to, hard to negate. But I reckon the rest of it, there's some really interesting matches here, Joel. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly, Val, as, as you said, I think Novak will be probably licking his lips. It's probably, uh, I think, the most straightforward quarter um, of of the slam in terms of picking a winner. Some interesting players there, but I don't think anyone's really good enough to probably uh, push Novak to the point of actually beating him. Um, a player that I really like, though, from this quarter is Philip Kranovich, the Novak's fellow Serb, funnily enough, and... I uh, was watching his match against Milos Raonic in uh, Cincinnati uh, the other day, and he was absolutely immense. He was he was seeing that ball like a like a watermelon, really. Um, he was just hitting some fantastic shots, and that was the first time that I've really seen him play um, ever. I think I kind of remember watching Phil Kranovich before that match, but um, he's had a pretty good uh, he's had a pretty good year for what it's worth. I mean, even at the ex- exhibition events, so I, I remember he had a. Uh, I think I'm right in saying uh, he had some some good wins there. He knocked over Dominic Team um, in, in Cincinnati as well in that opening round. He crushed him really. Um, so look, he's a player that I really like. Whether he can beat Novak, I don't think so. Um, and you know, looking at some of the other names um, in that quarter, David Goffin, uh, Denis Shapovalov, John Isner, um, good players, but can they beat Novak? No. <laughs> Yeah, agree 100%. All right, again, let's just move on because uh, that draw, I, I think it's uh, unless uh, unless Djokovic and Isner the two Corona Bros. I think if that if they meet in the fourth round, um, Corona Bros. <laughs> well, Isner labelled it that, so we're calling yeah, him that. And Novak, Novak surely he seems to love spreading it. So who knows? Let's move on though. Um, Stefano Tsitsipas kicks off the second quarter against Albert Ramos Vinolas. Um, he could play Maxime Cressy or Josef Kovalik in the second round. Um, Borna Choric v. Tsitsipas in round three is quite interesting. Choric seeded 27th. Um, he's been noted for his uh, off-field and, or off-court antics in 2020 with a couple of bits of Twitter yeah. banter against uh, Nick Kyrgios and contracting coronavirus. Dusan Lajevic had a really good start to the year playing well. Um, he's seeded 18th. Could play Aussie Jordan Thompson in the second round. Hopefully Thompson can get through. He does deserve um, some success. Mikhail Kukushkin unseeded can cause some damage. Christian Garin, uh, the 13th seed, um, on a hard court, he's not bad. He's not bad. So that could be good a good draw for him to get through to possibly a third round or fourth round and play City uh, Pass there. Um, Diego Schwartzman seeded ninth. Um, he could play Federico Correa in the second round. 
Um, Hubert Hercash seeded 24th. Not an easy draw for whoever comes up against him. Could play Schwartzman in round three. Joel's favourite player, Adrian Manorino, seeded 32nd. Um, Jack He's got no hair now. Pardon? He's got no hair. No, nah, he shaved it all off, um, trying the shave yeah. look. So the Frenchman, the wily Frenchman playing Lorenzo Sanego round one. Jack Sock v Pablo Cuevas. I'm excited for that one. First round match, uh, Paulo Lorenzi and Brandon Nakashima. Well, that one is just polar opposites of their career. Lorenzi's 37 years old, still going, and uh, Brandon Nakashima, very, very young. So that's a very interesting one. But the final match, best for last, Kevin Anderson, 2017 finalist and 2018 Wimbledon finalist against Alexander Zverev, who's yet to make a Grand Slam final, but sits inside the top 10 and is the number five seed. So that is an exciting matchup to start. But this draw is a lot more interesting, or this quarter is a lot more interesting than quarter number one. Uh, only just, to be honest, Val. I, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. I think uh, straight up, uh, quarterfinal, Sitsipas versus Verev. Oh, I can't see either of those guys being being really challenged by uh, by anyone from from this quarter. I think maybe Dusan Lejevic. He's played some good tennis this year. Um, thinking back Schwartz, to the man? ATP Cup way back in, in January, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I like Diego Schwartzman, but I've, I've never... I've never been really that big on him. He can produce some good moments, but whether he's he's got enough to, to really push the um, the the bigger guys, not in stature, but I mean, sort of in, in terms of the the in terms of the actual uh, seedings itself. Um, but look, fair play to him. I mean, he starts the tournament seeded ninth. I mean, that's a surprise in itself. Like that just. I mean, I looked at it and I was like, "Gosh, crap!" Diego Schwartzman seated ninth. But yeah. No, look, I don't. I don't think you'll. I don't, to be honest, I don't really think you'll push. I think. Um, he do well the US though. Yeah, he does. He does. But no, look, I, I think. Uh, I think City Passons very uh, clear favourites here. Yep, I tend to agree. Tend to agree. We'll move on to quarter number three. Matteo Berrettini against Gosaida from Japan. Um, Ugo Umber in there. Not a bad floater. Um, Kasper Rude is the 30th seed, so he'll play Berrettini round three if they both get there. Berrettini, one of probably the weaker links in the top eight, um, for, for in my opinion anyway. Our favourite Benoit pair will take on Camille Magistrak. <laughs> I still, Joel, I've tried to be, I've tried to say this name for two years and still can't get it right. So I'm going to call him Camille. Maybe we should, uh, we should get up the old Google Translate and see if... Uh, no, I'm going to I'm gonna try. The ATP's had a bit of problems with their with their pronunciation thing. So, um, yeah, Magistrak, I think that's how you say it. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, Camille. I, I need to get this right, but it is so hard. It's just how to pronounce. I don't know, but hopefully Benoit gets what through. Polish from Google Translate? Here we go, Polish. Uh, <laughs> let's get his name. Why don't we just get the ATP the ATP translation? Um, you know how they have the name thing, like we used to do with Damir Jumhur. How do I? Here we go. Um, let's get it up. ATP. But yeah, it's a pretty. This interesting, is great podcasting. Yeah, this is fantastic. Just doing things on the fly. That's great padding, Joel. Let's see if we can if we can get it here. Hang on. Camille Maichak. Meirchak. Camille Meirchak. Meirchak. Camille Meirchak. <laughs> I'm still no closer to understanding it. <laughs> Neither am I. Camille Meirchak. Camille Meirchak. Okay, we're going to move on from this because let's we're, let's just not. We're, we're calling him Camille from this point. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Meirchak. All right. 
Um, so <laughs> Benoit hopefully gets through that. So we don't have to say it too much more. But um, Salvatore Caruso versus James Duckworth. James, one of our special guests on the show a couple of months ago, hopefully can get through. We love Duck on this show. Um, Jeremy Shardy v. Andre Rublev in round one. I think Rublev does get through, but Shardy can pose some problems. Grigor Dimitrov against Tommy Paul. Paul beat Dimitrov um, in an epic at the Australian Open earlier on this year, so that's yeah. a good rematch there. Uh, Martin Fushiviks against Hugo Delian. Fushiviks is a dangerous floater in, in itself, and he beat Dimitrov in Cincinnati, Absolutely. so they could play in the second round. Francis Tiafo against Andreas Seppi. That's going to be a really fun match. Johnny Milman against Nikolos Basilashvili. I reckon Johnny gets through that yes. one. I have a good feeling about Johnny going into this tournament. Played really well in Cincinnati. Unlucky to lose to John Isner. Uh, Guido Paez seeded 29th. Uh, he, don't think he'll do too well. Feliciano Lopez against Roberto Carvarez Bena. Uh, Chris O'Connell, another one of our special guests earlier on in the year, will take on Laszlo Jera of Serbia. I think he can get through that, but then he could set up a second round match against Daniel Medvedev. Arby, uh, I think that's the, yeah, that's the third quarter all there. I was going to keep going. So let's stop it right there and analyze quarter number three. Yeah, uh, I think this is probably Daniil Medvedev's to lose, Val. Yep. I, I obviously, you know, he knows his way around the US Open, former finalist last year, of course. Um, and obviously, third seed, he's, he's clearly the strongest player um, in this quarter. Uh, I've got my doubts about Grigor Dimitrov, um, yep. simply because we know that he had the, the COVID-19 infection, um, and he said that uh, he really suffered from it, so yep. I'm not really sure how he's going to go. And but that how, outfit uh, deserves to keep going because that is yeah. cool. <laughs> what he's wearing is glorious. I love it so much. Yeah, it's quite fresh, fresh with yeah. pH. So look, I hope he goes far, but I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really sure that uh, you know that that he's quite, uh, he's quite at his at his optimum after what he's been through. So look, I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't think. Um, I don't think we'll see Gregor at the pointy end. Um, for me, it's it's uh, it's uh, Medvedev and Andre Rublev. He's another guy that's had a really really good season. So, uh, of course, still a young player as well. Um, so hopefully, look, hopefully Andre can can make some inroads at this US Open. It's a great opportunity for a guy like him. He's he's crept up the seedings a little bit. Um, so really good time. Um, Has a quarterfinal at the US Open business. under his belt too. So don't forget that as well. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's got the form yeah. there. What do you think of Berrettini? I don't think he's getting through the quarter, um, and I'm wondering if you share the same sentiments. Uh, no, I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think he will. I think he might make the fourth round. Yeah, but that's that's probably I think about as as far as we get. Yeah, for me, um, and um, just on John Millman as well, Val. I think uh, I think he's looking uh, looking pretty good to you know win win a few matches uh, yep. at least. So at his, this, uh, at this US Open. his draw will go Basilashvili, Tiafo, then Fushevich or Dimitrov. So he could get to a third round. I think I think he's got Tiafo covered um, just with his, his game and his sheet determination. Um, yeah. And look, he could get past Dimitrov and Fushevich and then take on take on Medvedev in round four. But it's that that's where it gets tough, and I, I think it's going to be all Russian. Uh, semi-final. Yeah. Oh, sorry, quarter-final there. So, yeah, um, without jumping the gun. Our boy, our boy Chris O'Connell as well, I think, can win uh, his, his yep. opening match. I hope he does. Against Laszlo Hey, Remember how excited he was to be going over, and same with James Duckworth. It's going to be awesome to see the two of them going at it. Same with Johnny Milburn. But let's move on to the final quarter. 
First round matchup, pretty good. Roberto Bautista Agu against Tennis Sandrin, one of our favorite cult heroes on this show. <laughs> Another good first round, Vasek Pospisil against Philip Kohlschreiber, the wily German um, who can still play some pretty scintillating tennis. They'll both um, go for a spot to play. Milos Ranić most likely in the second round, who takes on Leonardo Meyer uh, in the opener. Alex Dimonor against Andre Martin of Slovakia. Uh, that's a tough one for Demonor, but I reckon with the way that he's um, he's played um, throughout this, well, he hasn't had much practice through this season because he had about an injury. He had an injury that made him miss the Australian Open, um, but then didn't do so well against Jan Leonard Struff in Cincinnati. But the way he was playing, that was really surprising. Yeah, in the ATP Cup, the way he played was so so good. Ivo Karlovic v Richard Gasquet. That is a throwback. I wonder when when their first meeting was. <laughs> I'm going to have a look at this when their first meeting was Richard Gasquet and Ivo Karlovic because that would have been such a long time ago. It's uh, uh, I reckon yeah. Karlovic can get through. Gasquet played so well at the Ultimate Tennis Showdown, but Karlovic, that serve just doesn't seem to be getting any slower. The guy's 41 years old and he's still serving down bombs. They've met six times in their career. Gasquet leads 5-1. Karlovic's only win coming at the 2011 US Open in the second round, but they first met in Hamburg 2005. Gasquet winning that one, 6-1, one love with Karlovic retiring. Gasquet was only 19 years old, or 18 years old at that point. <laughs> so that's just how long ago that was. Um, moving on, Andre Kuznetsov v. Sam Query. Yannick Sinner versus Karen Khashinov. Um, Query, Khashinov, or Sinner round two is pretty tantalizing, but I think Karen probably gets through there. But then that, that's a really interesting sector of the draw from Demonor down to uh, Karen, and then we move down. Felix Auger Aliassim could play Andy Murray in the first round, or sorry, second round. Who ta- and Murray takes on Yoshihito Nishioka, Corentin Moutet there with Yuri Vesely, um, Tiago Saboth Vild, and Dan Evans. That's an exciting match in itself. Um, Saboth Vild winning a tournament earlier on in February. Um, Chilich v Dennis Kudla in the first round. Chilich v Team round three. That's a pretty good draw for Til- Chilich. I reckon he'll take that. Yeah, I, I think so as well. It's it's an interesting uh, quarter this one. Um, got a I've got a big haul. Well, I got a couple of big hauls to make it. Actually, we'll get to that in um, in just a little bit. But um, yeah, uh, Roberto Batista Ragu against Tennis Sangren in the opening round. That's a that's that's a really exciting one. We know that um, Tennis Sangren is capable of doing some damage uh, at at Grand Slams. We've seen it. Um, we've seen it all too often at the Australian Open. He seems to just just love coming to Melbourne Park and yeah. Just uh, just casually waltzing into a quarterfinal down here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of good ones though. Vasek Pospisil and Philip Kolschreiber. It looks uh, looks interesting. Uh, I think Milos Raonic will like his will like his chances here. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, Val, um, the two uh, the two old men, Ivo Karlovic and and uh, Richard Gasquet. Um. But other than that as well, um, young talent time in uh, yep. in this part of the draw. Yannick Sinner. Felix Auger Aliassim, and uh, also Thiago Saboth Wild, who uh, is is a very very good young player. Yeah, uh, that forehand, watching him in the Davis Cup against Johnny Millman and uh, Jordan Thompson mm. earlier on this year, how it is lethal! It is lethal yeah. that forehand. It's so exciting to watch, and I think he's going to carry the Brazilian hopes for many years to come, especially when Roland Garros comes around. He's got a big big right arm. He's going to be a very very decent player. That. Yeah. The one I'm worried about yeah. here is Dominic. Yeah. He got smacked by Philip Kronovic. Absolutely smacked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't win well, a second serve return point. Just then, I mean. <laughs> Pardon? 
we didn't even mention Team Descent. It was almost as though we forgot he was there because we've just discounted him already. Yeah, no, I, I said I said he was in the draw, but then I said it was a pretty good draw for Chilich. I think he'd take that. Um, but yeah, look, mm. Team didn't win a, a second serve return point against Kranjevic. Lost all twelve in that match. Lost it in an hour in uh, in Cincinnati or the Cincinnati New York inverted commas. Um, I don't I don't think I don't even see why he went to the US. To be fairly honest. Why was well, it? Why isn't he training on the clay to try and the French Open's his best chance at winning a slam now? Why wasn't he training yeah. on the clay? Look, in any other year you'd be like, you'd go to the U.S. Open, but this year Nadal hasn't gone. I think he might see it as an opportunity considering how he played at Melbourne Park, but that was that was worrying. That was so so worrying what happened to him um, this week, and I'm 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 concerned. I'm really concerned. So I don't think he's getting through this quarter. Um, I, I don't know about you as well, but yeah, I, I think Andy Murray's the one that like that um, really sort of signals out for me here um, with the way mm. he played against Alexander Zverev. He's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, well, I think I think just on uh, just to quickly touch on Team Val. I mean, it's a pretty classy team, isn't it? I mean, the guy just plays tennis. He just plays a lot of tennis, and, and I think I even read somewhere that he. He played the most time at exhibition events, which is just the most dominant team thing ever. Um, but if he wants to lose early, then he's off to Kitzbühel. So, look, I think, yeah. I mean, not to say that he won't care, but, you know, if if, if he gets knocked out early at the US Open, he's he's straight onto the clay, which, as you said, is, is his, uh, you know, is his natural habitat. Yep. But um, in terms of uh, predictions, uh should we get to those? Do you reckon? I think I, uh, I think so. Time? I reckon um, I reckon people are probably sick of us waffling on and on and on. So let's get back. Let's get into our predictions, and um, we'll start with yours, Joel. So your men's uh, quarter semis final and your winner. Yeah. So let's do it. So uh, top quarter uh, quarter final. I've got an all serve affair. Novak really? Djokovic versus uh, Philip Kranovich. Okay. Uh, I actually. Really like what Kranovich produced. Uh, we spoke about his match against Milos Raonic a little earlier on the show. I still honestly can't believe he didn't win because he was just phenomenal in in that match. And, uh, well, Milos Raonic's serve really, in a lot of respects, got him to the finish line. He hit 24 aces. Um, so that probably uh, explains that. Stefanos Tsitsipas and Alex Verev, I think, is a clear-cut uh, quarter in uh, the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And then going to the bottom half of the draw, I have, well, another all-nation uh, battle between uh, Andrei Rublev and Daniel Medvedev in quarter three. And then in the bottom quarter, Roberto Batista Ragu versus Andy Murray is what I'm going with. Have you just have you just stolen mine? <laughs> um, no, I do, I do, I do agree with you with um, with three of them. We, I think, we only have one different quarterfinal here. We've pretty much gone all the same, um, and I think our semi-finals might be might be similar as well. So we'll continue going. Yeah. Uh, so going to the semi-finals, uh, Novak Djokovic versus Stefanos Tsitsipas, I think, is what we'll end up with. Mm-hmm. And in the other half, I'm going with Daniel Medvedev and. Roberto Batista Agu, but then in the final, I'm actually picking RBA to make the final. I think he's, wow. I think he's been, he's been, I think he's been that good uh, at Cincinnati to convince me uh, that he uh, is actually going uh, to make the final. So obviously he had a he had a buy in the first round, which certainly helps. But then after that, he's knocked over Richard Gasquet, Karen Kashinov, 
and Daniel Medvedev. And of course, well, the, the big challenge for him is that he's up against Novak um, in the semi final. Um, will he win the actual event? I don't think so. I think Novak's got that covered. Yep. Very good. Very good. I've got a couple of different, not many differences though. Um, you've gone with Djokovic and uh, Kranjevic in the first quarterfinal. I've gone Djokovic, Shapovalov. I don't think Goffin is going to get that far. Tsitsipas v Zverev as well. Rublev and Medvedev as well. And Batista Agu and Murray. So we've gone very, very similar on those. Our semifinals are exactly the same. Djokovic v Tsitsipas and Medvedev against Batista Agu. And I've gone Djokovic, Medvedev for the final. But I reckon, I reckon Daniil... He pushed Novak, and he can push Novak a lot. He did it in um, in the ATP Cup earlier on in the year. Probably should have beaten him in the end, um, and I reckon he's going to win it. He should have won the. He could have won the final last year. Came from two sets to love down. Had chances to break Nadal early in that fifth set. Didn't do it. I reckon. Um, I reckon Daniil Medvedev is a chance to win his first Slam, and and he would be licking his lips with the absence of Federer and Nadal in this draw. So I think. Uh, I would. Absolutely love to see Daniel win this battle. So but... would I. Trust me, so would I. <laughs> anyone <laughs> but no, anyone but Novak. But but the big problem is this: it's so empty for Daniel Medvedev to win the U.S. Open in front of no one. I know. Actually, yeah, the crowd, your energy, the crowd gave him all the energy last year. <laughs> Um, oh, he's he's just a banter king. I love it. Yeah, he baited, oh, he baited them so hard. Yeah, that was great. That was all. That was one of the that was one of the best things ever to bait the American crowd that much. Um, he's brilliant. I love Daniel. I love his character. I, I just I love everything about him and his speech. Um, that yeah. when he goes, oh, geez, you showed Rafa all of Rafa's nineteen slams there. What would you have shown up there if I won? Because <laughs> um, he's only won one. So no, nah, Medvedev is an absolute king and. I'd love to see him win, and um, just anyone but Novak, really, anyone but Novak. Um, And I think all the listeners will know that about me by now. But, um, Joel, it's been an absolute pleasure analysing the US Open draw with you, and um, it's exciting. And we'll see you on Tuesday for our our weekly show, and, um, yeah, hopefully some good results to start the US Open by then. Yeah, fingers crossed, Val. Um, Bring on the US Open. I'm really, really excited for it. So am I. So am I. Remember, you can listen to our show from Tuesday with Luke Saville, um, giving in really good insight into the New York bubble. It's such an amazing, uh, amazing interview. And Luke spoke so well about um, what he thinks of the bubble and, and the, the certain rules and regulations that players must adhere to when they're there. I really recommend listening to it if you want sort of any insight into what the players are up to at the moment. It's really, really cool. Um, you can subscribe on Wooshka, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And you can follow us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, uh, or at Breakpoint Pod, if I can get that out, at Breakpoint Podcast on yeah. Instagram and at Breakpoint Podcast on Facebook as well. Give us a, sub- a subscribe, a follow, a like. We love the support. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're really looking forward to the US Open. We'll see you when it starts.